Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Moving right along. Inside the 8 o'clock hour on the fan. KM to AM, PB behind the glass. Taking your calls at 877-337-6666. The Knicks have regained the lead. It is 26-21 in the Garden. And uh, before break, we were talking about Pat Mahomes and, you know, how I, I lost money betting against Pat. And you just don't do that in sports, man. You got to go with the champs. You got to go with the guys that have been there, done that. There's something to be said about the difference between the regular season and the postseason. And I was talking about how, you know, I actually started to hedge a little bit with the last, like, $25 I had in my account. I'm like, all right, let me just put this whole thing on the Chiefs to cover two and a half. And that won me, like, 70 bucks. I should have done more. But um, it was the moment I saw the video go out of Travis Kelsey throwing Justin Tucker's helmet and his kicking tee out of the way so Pat could drop back, throw some passes, and warm up uh, right in front of the end zone. Now, Justin Tucker came out to speak on that, and he said, you know, this shouldn't have been a problem. You know, I've been doing this for 12 years. It's the same warm-up I do every year. But then also, Pat Mahomes came out to say, you know, I've been doing the same warm-up for seven years, and this guy was doing it to get under our skin. He said, I had seven years of doing the same warm-up routine, and there's only been like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't moving out of the way. He said it was all in Baltimore all three times. So that's just an intimidation thing that they do in Baltimore. Mahomes believes it was to get under his skin. And what I immediately thought, similar to how I just saw Colin Sexton getting at Jalen Brunson, was don't poke the bear. There are some guys in sports that you do not want to give them added motivation to take it personal. You all saw the last dance with Michael Jordan and talking about his motivation, someone doing something to him, saying something, doubting him, and I took that personally. Don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. So I hope there's nobody doubting Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo. Like, they're ready to go. They understand they're one win away from being an actual dynasty. And when's the last back-to-back Super Bowl champs, you know? I don't even know that off the top of my head. Back to the, 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 the Patriots. Back-to-back Super Bowl champions. I'm pretty sure it was the Pats, right? No. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. That doesn't make any sense. I thought the Patriots did that. Maybe they might have had one in between, but they know that you know they're they're this close to winning back to back Super Bowls and solidifying their dynasty. Yeah, it was New England Patriots Super Bowl uh, thirty eight and thirty nine. 
That's how I know I'm getting old. I laughed last night when I'm like, I was on with Fleegs, and I'm like, what Super Bowl is it? I never know. I can read Roman numerals, but like, I just don't care to keep counting the Super Bowls and know in my head, like, this year's Super Bowl 58. So Fleegs told me that. And I, and I laughed because I remember being a kid and remembering Super Bowl XXX, Super Bowl 30, and that's the last Super Bowl that the Dallas Cowboys won. And silly me, thought there would be more after that. 877-337-6666. We're talking Yankees. We're talking Knicks. And now we've introduced the NFL conversation back into the fan. So we can call and uh, we can take calls and you can call and talk about that. Jay is in New London. What's up, Jay? You got it. Hey, man, I'm, I'm sitting in my office. I'm a college football coach watching film. I listen to your show. I think your show's great. Thanks. What what school? What school are you at? United States Coast Guard Academy. Awesome, man. Um, what, what Military film, school. What film are you watching right now? <laughs> you, you're scouting? I'm you're looking, looking at games. I'm looking at what, who we beat, got beat by. I'm trying to find out why we lost. It's probably my fault. But um, I agree with you about Aaron Boone with those nicknames, man. That drives me crazy. What is that? I don't know. I, I like and like. I, I didn't get to ask him about it, and I wasn't afraid to ask him about it. We just kind of had to move things on. But I wanted to like bring it up to see what he said about it because, man, I just know you're a coach. I, I played sports growing up. Yeah, you want to like your coaches, but there's got to be a line, like the nicknames and the pet names, and like like it's the, annoying <laughs> when you hear him it in is. the post game talk about these guys. And we want them to tighten these guys up because the performance isn't good enough, or somebody didn't hustle to first, or somebody had a boneheaded play. It's like you can't you can't reprimand them and and, and have a pet name for them at the same time. No, and hey, one other thing before you go, because I know you're busy. You're talking Knicks. I was in the garden the night Willis limped out and almost fell down, wow. covered Wilt, and one. I've been a Knicks fan for 50 years. Okay, I remember Wilt. Earl of Pearl, Dick Barnett. I remember when Connie Hawkins played in the Garden. Okay, I am a Knicks. I love the Knicks, and the fact that they're doing well this year, man, I, I can't. I can't be happier. Yeah, stay down till you come up. That's what I always say about fandom. Even you know the, these Detroit Lions fans, it hurts. But you you pick a team, you stay with them, and then when they come up like this, it's it's a euphoric feeling. Oh, it is. And you have a great show. Thank you, Jay. Did you play at UConn? PB, my producer, just looked you up. Did you play it for the Huskies? Yeah, I walked on. I was a safety. I wasn't very good. I got hurt. I got hurt a lot. You don't have to. I, <laughs> I do the same thing. I tell When I tell my story, I'm like, I wasn't very good. I remember going up there to uh, Randy Edsall's camp in, like, uh, uh, 2005 yep. or 2006. We crushed it in the 7-on-7. Seven seven. I never got an offer from UConn, but I wanted to go there. I remember my guy... Um, Donnie Brown from Red Bank Catholic ended up going there. Oh, from Donnie the... Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, friend of mine. Yeah, we used to work out at JM Power Center together. He went to Red Bank Catholic. He was one of the best running backs in the country at UConn. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm a better coach than player. <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> that, that. Well, the phrase is, those that can do, those that can't coach. <laughs> I never should have played. I should have just been a coach from birth. Hey, well, you're, it's January 30th, uh, 10 minutes after 8, 15 minutes after 8, and you're watching film from uh, months ago trying to figure out what you did wrong. Yeah. You're probably going to find out what players you got to move on from and where you got to upgrade. Oh, no doubt. But I love them. And listen, I love your show. I listen to you all the time. I appreciate it, Jay. Great call. Thank you. 877-337-6666. Yeah, stay down till you come up. It, it's tough, but like, 
you know, here it is, 2024. Knicks fans go back to 1994, and it's a good feeling as Quentin Grimes drills a three to put the Knicks up now 32-24. They're starting to feel it. And the Utah Jazz, their legs are starting to get heavy. And that air in the garden is starting to hit their noses and their lungs. And they're realizing that they're not a good enough team to actually hang with the New York Knicks, even without Julius Randle and OG Ananobi. But, yeah, I, I say, um, you know, stay down till you come up. And, and I talked a lot about the Lions fans. I was heartbroken watching that game. I also bet the Lions and had a party in the first half. And just looked at the second half like the Niners are a juggernaut. They have too much talent on both sides of the ball. You give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And you just felt the momentum coming. And on my show last night, late from 11 to 2, I talked about you know analytics and the numbers and how you can't quantify pressure. You can't quantify momentum. You can't quantify some guys just not being ready for the moment like a Josh Reynolds. I wouldn't have been relying on a Josh Reynolds, but as I woke up Monday and I'm turning on the TV and I'm reading Twitter and Instagram and everybody's tearing up Dan Campbell, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He's the reason that they got there. He instilled the mentality. Teams mimic the head coach, the management, the ownership. He brought the Lions back. And he brought those fans on a magic carpet ride. It sucks that it ended the way that it did, blowing a 17-point lead where people now look at him and say, hey, that's your fault. But he he coached the same way all year. And those plays were there. Josh Reynolds dropped two balls. He was targeted four times. He caught one pass. And it's unfortunate that they didn't think in the moment, and Ben Johnson I have in my notes, Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, job's not done, job's not finished. He's not going to take the Washington commander's job. He'll be back. And and I hate that Dan Campbell said what he said about this might be our only shot. Nah, can't have that mentality. Mentality's got to be back. That, that The mentality's got to be that we'll be back next year. Penny Sewell said it's on. He wants to get back next year. And when you look at the Lions and how they drafted, they will have a chance to get back. You never know what's going to happen and who's going to take a step back and who's going to be better. But, yeah, as Dan Campbell was criticized for his decisions – He made those same decisions all year. And you knew he was going to make those decisions. And as a football fan, former player, whatever, I look at the play call and the play was there. It wasn't executed. The player didn't catch the ball. So make sure you mention Josh Reynolds' name as you drag Dan Campbell's name. And I went back to that Colts game where Shane Steichen and Gardner Minshew had the play and the third string running back. It just sucks when it's like the personnel isn't right in the game. You know, it wasn't Zach Moss. It wasn't Jonathan Taylor. It was a third-string running back as the Colts were facing the Texans to win the division and go on to the playoffs. Their season ends on Gardner Minshew not throwing a great pass and a third-string running back not being able to adjust on the run. He's not a receiver. He can't make the catch. The play was there. It was the right play call against that defense. It just didn't get executed. Rockies in North Brunswick. Rocky, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Oh, anytime. I love your show. I told you that last time. I I have to disagree with uh, this Dan Campbell thing. Yeah, yes, let's have the conversation. Right. All right, thank you. <laughs> you're right. He did coach that way all year. But, you know, when you're coaching all year, there's always tomorrow. This is a playoff game. Go home. 
So I can maybe, maybe I can understand it with the first one, but you got to tie that game. you got to try and tie that game. So it's definitely on him. I'm sorry, Keith. I, 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 I'm watching football for... Now, I'm not trying months. to completely absolve him. He's the head coach. Everything is on the head coach, right? I, we're, we're critical of Rob Sala when guys jump off sides. We're critical of Rob Sala when guys don't line up right, when there's too many penalties. Like, we say, you're the head coach. they got to all be disciplined. But what I'll say is they had a backup kicker. They were outside. They weren't. They played their last few games indoors, and I, I think all of that factors in. That's why I say when we talk about analytics and the numbers telling them to go for it, we also forget that watching the playoffs, that three isn't guaranteed. When we say tie it up, it isn't press a button and and you get the three. You got to execute the kick as well. So I know if I don't have that much faith in my backup kicker outdoors on the road in a high pressure situation like that and I have more faith in my quarterback and my offense to get it done like I have all year, I don't know. I wouldn't even blink. I'm going for it. But, what my, but the thing is, what, why did he go for it before the half? That's what everybody's yeah. going back to. Why did he kick the field goal before the right. half, but then later but then I, in the game you know, not yeah. go for it? It's just one of those things. I think it's a way different situation. I mean, uh, what's the guy's name? Gardner Johnson is waving to the fans goodbye when it's 27 they felt like they were a runaway train in the first half. So taking the field goal in the first half is like, all right, let's just add a little cherry on top to what we did in this first half. Going for it in the second half is like, how do we take this crowd out of it? How do we try to take moment, momentum? They were already out of it. The, the reason why the momentum changed is because yeah, it sucks. It sucks. They left three points off the board, six points off the board. They lost by three. So forever, you're going to feel like we'll never know, right? Uh, But for me, I look at the personnel. I'm going to Sam Laporta, who I've trusted even as a rookie all year, who's made big plays. I'm going to Amon Ross St. Brown, who was all pro, one of the best receivers in the league. I'm even going to Jamison Williams, who broke that game open. You know, I'm going to one of those guys. Uh, I heard Salakata talking about Reynolds, and he kept saying Raymond. (laughs) I told people last night, I text Sal, I'm like, you're thinking of Khalif Raymond. He got hurt in the di- the divisional round. If he was available, they might have went to him. They defaulted into Josh yeah. Reynolds, who did score a touchdown the week before, but he's not a primetime player. Big-time players make big-time plays in big games, and he folded. And it sucks because he's going to get to leave and go to another team and continue his career, and his name will be yeah. forgotten. But if the Lions never get back to the top of the mountain, they're going to say, Dan Campbell, you know, he he, he gambled too much. Uh, it's his fault. He should have been no, more conservative. I like the Raiders, so this didn't hurt me. But it does. Hurt. I feel for for Detroit fans. I really do. And I, I have no, I have no, you know, no horse in the race. I like the Raiders. So when I watched this game, I was sick for them because uh, it's just terrible. Yeah, it sucks. Thanks for the call, Rocky. I can't imagine that feeling as they show the fans in Ford Field in Detroit watching the game that didn't make the trip. You know, and I saw a lot of uh, celebrities, uh, Chef Geach. Uh, Eminem, I forget who else from Detroit was out there in Santa Clara. Like, that is a sick feeling. Even, you know, some of the fans I saw stay as they were presenting the trophy. Like, the feeling of we're going to the Super Bowl, we never get here, and then the realization that you're still the Lions, you're losers, you found a way to lose in the most crushing way. It sucks. There's just no way. That's sports. It's heartbreaking. Ronnie's in Toms River, New Jersey. Ronnie, you're on the fan. KP, how are you? Yo, what up, man? I'm good. KM. Uh, I think you said KP. I think there's a P, though. So it works because it's KM McPherson, capital P. That works. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I actually agree with you and disagree with Rocky about Dan Campbell. Uh, as a you, you as a former athlete, I was a college athlete. Want that pressure as an athlete, uh, as a coach trusting you to go for on fourth down to completely uh, take control of that game, and uh, that pressure is a privilege. And you took the words right out of my mouth, uh, saying that Laporta or uh, St. Brown or uh, Amara St. Brown should have got that ball. That's the only disagreement I had with the play call. Is you got two all all pro players, one rookie, you know, rookie great player, and one all pro. They should get the ball regardless. Um, you saw. With uh, uh, the, the first game with uh, like Travis Kelsey uh, making those plays on fourth and two and everything, yeah. are going. Yeah, those you, are your money. Players. You dial it up for the Hall um, of Famer. You dial it up for Mister Reliable, and you put that on a guy like that that can handle it. You don't put it on a Josh Reynolds. And those plays were there. Exactly. It wasn't like they were fade yeah. routes. It wasn't like they were long developing yep. routes. Those passes were under yep. 10, 15 yards. A hundred percent. And you know the, he's rolling with uh, Jared Goff, the guy who got him there. And you said a backup kicker, I'm going with the best players, you know, to, to take control. And, you know, and, and why not go for it? You already went for it on fourth down the first time. The second time, it's almost like, all right, like, the, again, these are my best players. I'm, I'm, rolling with, I'm rolling with what we got. And, again, that fumble to give them the ball back, the 49ers the ball back, I mean, that's just bad luck. You know, like, that, that, yeah. that's just like a, a, a coincidence. Like, uh, Jameer really Gibbs, don't think that, if, that you know, rookie really don't mistake. Think that down, yeah, I really don't think that fourth down – correlated to that fumble like i'm sorry but like that's just like you know no it's what are the odds it, it, it's just unfortunate. It's just the way it goes. That's football. Uh, you coach the guys up all year that hey, we're going for it on fourth down, and they're not even surprised when you do go for it. They're surprised when you don't convert. Thanks for the call, Ronnie. We got to break it down now. I've got a full rack of calls of people that agree and disagree. Some people that want to drag Dan Campbell. Some people that want to defend Dan Campbell. Here we are, Tuesday night on the fans, still talking about Sunday afternoon. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Pearson on the fan, watching the Knicks and uh, talking sports. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling. 877-337-6666. And (laughs) we've gone back in time to three days ago. Uh, two days, was it Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, whatever. Let me pull up the box score because obviously I watched the games and I wrote my notes and I did this last night talking about the Detroit Lions and the decision making. And the funny thing about this is it's over. The wrong decisions were made, right? So we can rehash. We can talk about coulda, shoulda, woulda. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Let me pull up the play sheet. Um, and see, you know, where some of this stuff was, because I know you guys are going to reference specifics. But from my side and what I'll say, and this is what I said online, uh, I think when I woke up Monday, I was like, by the time I get on WFAN, anything I could say about the games is going to be said. So let me just unload some tweets at Keith McPherson. Um, I just, I look at Dan Campbell like he is the reason. I look at Dan Campbell like he is the change. And he also did not change in the biggest moment. Now, it cost him, yeah, and there's a thought that, hey, you're one game away from the Super Bowl, but, you know, guys that that get to that point and, like, they get to that point living a certain way, living on the edge, taking chances, they don't just change in the moment to be conservative and say, oh, well, we're, we're, you know, this close to the Super Bowl. There's two sides to it. What if that kicker misses? Like, you guys forget Tyler Bass, he's in hiding right now. He had to delete all his social media. He misses that field goal wide, wide right in Buffalo. People are sending him death threats. The NFL learns from that. Um, Carlson from the, the Niners. There was there were kicks missed in every round. That that three points is not guaranteed, man. So, you know, going for a 40-some yard field goal is not a lock. And when you've coached your offense all year that, hey, it's four down territory for us. When we're rolling, we're going for it. And also, we're up. We feel like we have the clock on our side. It ends up being a mistake because of where you are and who you're facing. But ultimately, in the game, if Josh Reynolds catches one of those two drops, that potentially changes the game. There's like a butterfly effect. So uh, you can call up and and defend Dan Campbell. You can call up and, and drag Dan Campbell. But from my side, I'm not mad at the guy. He will be back. That team drafted well. They have a lot of young talent. Uh, Brad Holmes, their GM, he's a dog. They're they're not going to rest. Ben Johnson just reportedly today said he's coming back, not taking a job elsewhere because, you know, job's not done. Job's not finished. And the, the NFC was wide open this year. The Cowboys are frauds. The Packers were able to beat them. The Packers almost beat the Niners. Who's to say after the Super Bowl the Niners get back? I think this is the Niners shot right now with Brock Purdy. I don't know what the kid's ceiling is. But the league figures you out. And uh, the 49ers are going to lose pieces because they have a bunch of guys that they traded for that they're not going to re-sign. And historically, every year, the teams that go to the Super Bowl, they just lose players. It's just how it works. You know, guys hit free agency. Guys 
don't come back. You don't have the same group that you made it to the top of the mountain with. And uh, I, I like Dan Campbell's style a lot. As a coach in the NFL, he's a top five coach in the NFL, if you ask me. I think that he, he's up there for coach of the year. I think Kevin Stefanski or somebody else, I forget, right now might win it. But um, I didn't look at Dan Campbell as, like, you know, people are saying he's selfish, he's a gambler, uh, he blew it. I'm like, that guy, he's doing exactly what and he And he, st- he stood by his decisions. He said he would do it again. And, yeah, he would do it again because what happened was the play calls weren't executed. He would have caught the ball. So Mike is in West Long Branch. Mike, you're on the fan. Hey, what's going on, Keith? Uh, two quick things on Dan Campbell. Uh, one, I want to be up three scores. I mean, if the guy misses the kick, he misses the kick. Uh, you, you don't have to take a chance in that spot. But my biggest problem with his coaching decisions was at the end of the game, on third down, he runs the ball. If you don't get it there, you waste that time out. The run now with Amon Ra St. Brown you're talking yeah. about, right? With which one? I'm sorry. The run with Amon Ra St. Brown. I think it was a third and four. I'm trying to go back to the play sheet. Well, in my it, 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 was thir- it was third and four. Oh, okay. Four. I know what you're four. talking about. Yes. And, and they wasted the timeout. And once you call that timeout, you, you have to hit an onside kick. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the odds are what? Five percent to hit that. Yeah, it just I mean, if you're happen. going analytically, I'd love to know what the 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 percentage of of you winning a game, being up three scores with uh, uh, twenty two minutes to go, a quarter and a half. I mean, granted, everything went. Over. The worst play was that one where the it hit off the helmet, and then IU caught it. Yeah, I, I it hit his face mask, bounces up, and they get it at the three yard line. Mm-hmm. I mean, that killed him. I mean, I'm a Jet fan. I don't. I, I was rooting for him just because I know how the Lions fan must feel, but that was rough, man. They were the better team that day. They deserved to win that game. Thanks for the call, Mike. Yeah, they deserve to win, but that's like it's not deserving to win. It's win or lose. It's execution. It's calling the right plays at the right time and, and actually uh, seeing those plays through. And yeah, we'll we'll live with this one forever. People go back and forth on it. Um, all I'm saying is, uh, you know, I'm defending Dan Campbell because I, I know that guy would do it again, and he's not going to change his coaching style. Joe, what's up, man? Joe in Eastchester on the fan. Keith, I'm going to defend Campbell, too, and I'm going to backtrack from that plate. First off, you got to think, if he's thinking this way, are you going to feel worse? I mean, that field goal is not a guarantee. I mean, you can't say to go for the field goal and you have the three points on the board. Are you going to feel worse going for the field goal and missing it or going for the first down and fourth down and not getting that. Mm-hmm. And I think you feel worse for missing the field goal. Coming out of the locker room, it could be said that the Niners come out thinking, we're not out of this game and we could still win it, instead of saying, thinking, we're, we're done, we're going home. And the Lions, I think, because of their inexperience, which might have caused some jitters and some things happening on that field, may come more out of that locker room thinking, the game's over, we got this game, instead of, instead of thinking... We still have to play this game and finish this game off and win it. Then you get this, you know, talk about, you know, freak plays and bad luck, balls bouncing off mass, and are you getting that ball? This is a championship game. It did bounce off his mask, but you got to intercept that. You got to get that. Yeah. The fumble. Make the fumble. You got to be protecting the ball. You're going in. So, rookie. rookie I think there was a little inexperience. I don't see Campbell being at fault at all. The players, I think, just because of inexperience or just real, real bad luck, uh, just just didn't get it yeah. done. Yeah, you got to close. Thanks for the call, Joe. Just trying to clear some calls. Ian Begley is coming up. It's now halftime in the Knicks game. Ian Begley's going to join us.
to talk Knicks on the fans. Scott is in Amityville, New York. Go for it, Scott. All right. Uh, let's go to Bobby in Belmore. What's up, Bobby? You're on the fan. Keith, I love you, but this is not the regular season where you could come you know, you mess up and you have another game to play. Yeah. This is the NFC championship game. Listen, they're up by 14. Okay, uh, the 49ers just kicked the field goal to narrow the lead. What the hell is the difference between being up 17 or 21? You're up three scores. You stopped the 49 slight momentum. Now you give it back to them. I don't understand the first field goal. The second field goal as well. You tie the game because what happens is when you tie the game, you put pressure back on the opposing team to score. And I knew once they screwed that up, the 49ers were going to up by three. The pressure's off the 49ers now and Purdy. I knew he was going to go down the field and wrap it up. And I don't, you know, so I think he totally takes, should take blame for this. This is not the regular season, Keith. I know you, I know you defend him. I couldn't stand, you know, this is a one-game elimination. And, you know, you, I, I think it is being selfish. Because, you know, you take the points, and if we score a game, yeah, the 49ers got a touchdown from, a, from, a, from an immaculate reception part two and a fumble. They got their 14 points like that. So they weren't doing anything offensively. They, they scored 10 points up to that point. So I don't, you take the points, and you, and you finish them off, and that's it. And let me tell you the third quick thing. If the 49ers get up to the slow stuff they had the previous two playoff games, this is a different animal. They will not beat Kansas City. So they better get up to a, a better start than they have been. They've been very fortunate because the Packers didn't take advantage and the Lions didn't take advantage from both in the second halves. Yes, sir. I mean, it's a lesson learned for Dan Campbell. It's a lesson learned for any coach out there, any coaches in the NFL. Uh, and I think the point stands for sure that, like, this is not a regular season game. But, man, coaching styles are coaching styles. Habits die hard. Doing what you've done all year in the situation, I mean, to change up at, at that point in time to say, oh, we got to secure this win because we took the early lead, that's just not how they're thinking. They, they, they've they done what they've always done. Okay, so Ian Begley's on the line. Uh, can we bring in Ian Begley right now? What's up, Ian? You're on the fan. Keith, what's happening, man? You know, Are we uh, talking some Dan Camp? Yeah, we, 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 we can't escape it. It's been going on for three days. And I knew. I, I had this conversation last night. I had it online Monday morning and even Sunday <laughs> night. I just, I don't know, as as a football fan and former player and whatever, just a human being, I realized that, like, that guy coached that way the whole year and plays get made or they don't get made, and he doesn't get to step on the field. He, he made the, the wrong decision, and that's how it's going to go down forever. But I just, I put some fault on uh, guys turning the ball over, guys not making plays, guys dropping passes. But uh, lesson be learned for all of us when we get into the uh, – NFC championship to kick the field goal. And when that field goal gets missed and we lose that way, then we're going to say you should have went for it. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Anyway, you're here to talk about the Knicks. So, I mean, a few points about the Knicks. As I've talked about the Knicks tonight, you know, similar to the Lions and how heartbroken I am for the Lions fans, something I say on the fan probably every day is stay down till you come up. This is the fan. We talk to fans about fandom. And, you know, I hate when I, you know, see somebody switch up fan fandom or, or who they root for. Like, my guy Frank the Tank just left the Nets to be a Knicks fan. Perfect timing, Frank. Perfect timing, Frank. <laughs> now is the time to be a Knicks fan. Those fair-weather Knicks fans are finding their old Knicks gear in the closet. Uh, what's the biggest thing that you see covering this team that's different from even last year's team and some of the teams in the past? I think it starts with Jalen Brunson, Keith. I mean, you throw the X's and O's out for a minute. This team just has a belief that no matter who's on the floor, who they're playing, 
love a chance to win the game, and I think that starts with the leader. It's, it's Brunson, and, and we know he's been fantastic. But I think, you know, beyond the basketball, he just gives this team a confidence night in and night out. I mean, you saw it in Charlotte. They were down Julius Randle and OG and an OB, and they dominated the game. And, and they're in a game here tonight against Utah, uh, similar circumstances with the injuries, and they're right there. So I think it starts with Brunson, and then you look at everybody else, it trickles down from there. Uh, but head of the snake, I think he's driving this thing. Yeah, the the point guard that I, I, I know they were searching for and even the point guard that they got a steal of a deal for, and I don't think anybody expected him to be an all-star and turn into this kind of player. That was kind of the, the narrative about him when he signed. Oh, this guy was never an all-star before. He wasn't a lottery pick. You know, <laughs> that deal that they gave him, I, I always make the parallel to, you know, Cam Johnson is making similar money for the Brooklyn Nets. Like, they got to re-up Jalen Brunson. He has put the team on his back, and even in a game like tonight, it was a little bit of a slow start, and I noticed uh, Colin Sexton kind of getting in his ear a bit, and it doesn't matter. The Knicks play such good defense. It's like, okay, we can we can withstand your initial uh, couple swings, but here we are at halftime. It's 57-49 Knicks, and I don't expect them to lose this game. Can you speak to the defensive efficiency of this group? I just think they have the right pieces now. They have the right chemistry now. Guys know how to play their roles, and even without OG Ananobi and Julius Randle, huge forces on defense for them, they they get it done. You know, Tommy Tibbs, he, he's got them playing every night hard, and uh, they're one of the better defensive teams in the league. Yeah, I know they've done it without Mitchell Robinson for a while now. And, and without Mitchell Robinson. Me. Yeah, that really surprised me because you take Mitchell Robinson out of that starting five, you got Randle, you have Brunson, uh, not not the strongest individual defender. So I thought they were going to fall off a little bit. But then Isaiah Hartenstein comes in, and they didn't miss a beat defensively, and then they pick up one of the top perimeter defenders in the NBA, an OG Ananobi. And so, yeah, they, they do – I think they hang their hats, though, interestingly enough, I'm more so on the offense, offensive end um, because of Brunson, the way he scores the ball, and the way they're shooting from beyond the arc night in and night out. The defense is good. The defense is adequate some nights, good other nights. But I really, it's surprising me because I do think it's the offense more so than the other side of the ball that's making this Nick team go. The, the Knicks are taking over arenas. You know, I'm a, I'm a Nets fan, and I kind of took some, uh, not offense, but I just, I just thought it didn't make any damn sense. I'm seeing guys peacocking around talking about taking over the Barkley Center. I was physically there sitting with Tommy Lugauer, Tiki Barber, and Evan Roberts, and of course the Knicks fans got loud, and I've seen... Celtics fans, Heat fans, even Bulls fans take over that building. But I was like, hey, where's all the noise about the Spectrum Center? And, of course, there's a viral clip of one section of all Knicks fans. And uh, I've been documenting the fact that they took over the Spectrum Center. They took over the Wells Fargo Center in Philly. So now you've got Barclays Center in Brooklyn, the Spectrum Center in uh, in North Carolina, and Wells Fargo Center in, in Philly. Stay down till, till you come up. The Knicks fans are everywhere, and I think we're really seeing how strong this fan base actually is. I mean, they're starving, right? I mean, it's been a rough two-plus decades for the diehards who have lived and uh, died with this team. I mean, you know how, how it was before. Let's go 10 years ago. That was 2013. They had a really strong season. That was the last time they started better than 30-17, and 17, which is where this Nick team is entering tonight against Utah. But prior to that, it was a mess. So I think what you have here is stability. 
And you still, you know, everybody's open to criticism, whether it's Leon Rose and the moves he's made and he hasn't made, uh, Tom Thibodeau, the way he coaches, and Julius Randle, everybody else. But you're seeing like a consistency here that you haven't seen in a while in terms of personnel on the court, in the coaching, on the coaching staff, and then in the front office. And, you know, it's something that had been missing for so long. So I think you credit Leon Rose and you credit the group there for, for bringing some consistency to this place. And every couple of years, it seemed like we were, I was covering another coaching search or another GM president search. And I think that is something that's distinctly different with this Nick team. Yeah, my guy BT, I woke up this morning to listen to BT's show, and he opens up the show to say that the Knicks are the best-run team in New York. I'm like, wait a minute, BT, hold on. But, you know, he broke it down, and I think he's just tipping his cap to where they are and, and you know, how they got this team to this point. Now, I look at this Knicks team. They've won eight out of their last ten, seven in a row. They've got 30 wins in their first 47. But losing Julius Randle and now even resting OG Ananobi there's a thought that they have to make a trade, that they have to add a piece. If they were on the fence about adding someone, that they got to do it now. Because when you look at the Eastern Conference, they're right there with the Sixers. And maybe they could potentially catch the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think seeding is so important if they actually are going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. What do you think about them adding a piece at the trade deadline, which is approaching fast? Look, as of a few weeks ago, right, I know that, Bruce Brown was was on their radar, and Alec Burks was on their radar. But there was another school of thought, I was told, as they kept winning games this month before Randall went down, and that was, hey, maybe maybe we stand pat because things are going so well. We're winning games, and we don't want to mess with the chemistry. Now, obviously, the Randall injury changes the calculus there, so I would assume that they continue to, to check the price for an Alec Burks, for Bruce Brown, Maybe even at Jordan Clarkson, I think the price is going to be pretty high uh, if you want to get Jordan Clarkson out of Utah. But I think they're just going to continue to see what the market is for these guys as you get closer to February 8th. And I would assume that they would make a deal, but just what I had heard shortly before Randall's injury gave me a little pause because, you know, there was, I don't want to say significant, but there were some people who felt that, hey, let's stand pat and let's ride this thing out. We're on the phone right now with Ian Begley, who covers the Knicks for SNY. Um, a caller was you know, calling in before, and I was talking about the championship DNA that the Villanova Wildcats, Jay Wright's guys, obviously have. I talked about seeing him in the garden last year during the run, uh, went to game five against the Heat, and you know, the, the callers is like, how come more teams don't go after you know, guys that played together in college? I'm like, well, in college, a lot of these guys are one and done, and it's not that easy as it seems like the Knicks were able to go make a trade or make a free agent signing for Brunson, make a trade for Josh Hart, and then pick up Dante DiVincenzo in free agency. The highest drafted player out of those Villanova Wildcats was Mikel Bridges. They probably can't get him from Brooklyn, but I just think there's something to be said about winning championship DNA and putting guys together that have the chemistry, and I think that they have that. What do you think about the trio of Villanova Wildcats and what they've done to affect the culture inside the New York Knicks locker room. Yeah, you know, I think a couple of things. One, it was interesting, first day, uh, media day with the Knicks, we were talking to Dante DiVincenzo, and he said, like, it doesn't matter, the Villanova thing. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about just our group as a whole. It's not Villanova guys and everybody else. It's, it's the entire 
locker rooms. I thought that was fascinating. But then you made a great point about one and dones and why this doesn't happen more often. These guys were there for a few years right. at Villanova. They they had a lot of sweat equity together, did a lot of winning together. So I don't know if you you can find that uh, that particular set of uh, features with anybody in the league. I think that's pretty unique to you know a Villanova program or or maybe a Duke. You know you're getting guys in and out, so it's tough to find. But I will say this: I call Jalen Brunson the stimulus package because. He creates jobs. He saves jobs. When you talk about these Villanova guys, they obviously wouldn't be here without him. And I think it tells you that this franchise, it's Jalen Brunson first and what fits around Jalen Brunson. And that's the first order of business for how they make these decisions. And so far, it's worked out pretty well. Ian Begley from SNY. Hey, Ian, I'll let you get back to it. We're watching the game in here. The guys are back on the floor. Second half is starting right now. Thanks for joining us tonight. You've got to keep taking 877-337-6666. So to kind of reshuffle the deck, uh, you know, reset the table here. I started the night talking about the Baltimore Orioles and the billionaires that are coming in to buy their franchise. And that bled into the New York Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner um, being out on Blake Snell. And we talked about how Scott Boris has Blake Snell, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, and some other guys floating out there. And then we talked about how Noah Syndergaard has had half the league come check out his bullpen session as he's trying to get back into Major League Baseball. And I don't know if the Yankees signed him, but John Heyman led with the Yankees as uh, one of the suitors because it's Yankees for clicks, and I saw a lot of people making the parallel to, oh, the Yankees are trying to sign another former Met, and I had to clear that up to say, no, he was on like four other teams in between. And who says the Yankees even signed him? Same with Marcus Stroman was a Cub in between. And it doesn't matter, especially when you're looking at Luis Severino, Harrison Bader, Carlos Mendoza coming over from the worst Yankees season we've seen in a while. That's way different. Can't wait for baseball to start. Can't wait to see how it plays out. Can't wait to see how good a million, uh, a billion dollars is for the Dodgers with Otani, with Yamamoto. And uh, we'll see. I think the Yankees are ready to go. We talked about Aaron Boone. I had a Q&A with Aaron Boone on Saturday at Baseline Social, and uh, that led into uh, just more conversation around what the Yankees will be or not be. And then the Knicks game got started. We had Ian Begley just join us at halftime, but talking about the chemistry of the Knicks and staying down till you come up as far as picking a team and riding with them through thick and thin. The good years come after you endure the bad years. And then, of course, we started talking about those losers in Detroit, uh, heartbroken for Dan Campbell and the Lions, and that led to probably five calls about Dan Campbell. Whether we agree or disagree, the result is they blew it. They are not going to the Super Bowl, and they've got to climb the mountain again. So forever, Dan Campbell will be looked at as making the wrong decision. But I think there's a bunch of different ways that you can look at it, and it's not just Dan Campbell's decisions alone that failed the whole city of Detroit. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about Kansas City and the Ravens. I mean, I talked about the whole Justin Tucker, Patrick Mahomes back and forth, and both of them have been on record to clear that up. Um, They both kind of said, hey, this is how I've been warming up forever. And, uh, (laughs) I mean, don't poke the bear. We saw how that fired up Patrick Mahomes. He came out. He was dialed in. He wasn't even missing. He was completing everything. So uh, back to the phones we go. I think I can sneak in a call or two here before we get to the 9 o'clock break update. And the nine o'clock hour. Dan is in Fairlawn. Go for it, Dan. 
Uh, hey, Keith, what's up? Uh, you're, you're a great host. Um, yeah, I called in just uh, maybe kind of a big picture uh, big picture perspective of the, the heartache of some of these teams in the playoffs, the mm-hmm. Bills, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Lions. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one went through the biggest because when I saw the Bills lose at home, at home, they finally got it home. First the Chiefs, they lost that one. It was like, wow. And you know, before that, too, the Cowboys versus the Packers, big expectations, history. I, I don't know, everything involved. All four of these teams, the Bills, Cowboys, Ravens, and Lions, I don't know which one is worse. I'm, I'm a Giants fan. The worst loss so, is the Lions. Over even, though, even though they were on the road, they had a huge lead. They were partying in their city as if they were going to the Super Bowl, and it got ripped from them because of fourth down decisions and not kicking field goals. And they'll forever have the the conversation that we've had the last three days on the fan about going for it on fourth down versus kicking it. But the most embarrassing loss is the Dallas Cowboys being a number two seed, hosting a quarterback in his first year, his first playoff start, and absolutely getting rolled, having a 40-burger, almost 50 points put on them, in a year where their quarterback was in MVP conversation and they could have moved on for the head, from the head coach and they didn't. The Dallas Cowboys loss was the most embarrassing. The Bills, you know, they, they thought that, okay, here it is. We get Patrick Mahomes and we don't have to go to Arrowhead. The Bills lost so many games this year. They, they had a thought that they might not even get there. They played great and uh, it sucks for the Bills Mafia, but they run into Patrick Mahomes. That's just what it is. You run into the greats and they have their way and then the Ravens, their collapse, again, at the hands of Pat Mahomes. Um... I don't know. I, I just look at it as the, the most heartbreaking loss is the Lions. The most embarrassing loss is the Dallas Cowboys. And in between those other two teams, you know, they ran into Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo. You run into a dynasty. It's their time right now, and it's, it's no one else's time until uh, you beat the best. So, Great perspective. I appreciate uh, your insight. That, you know, that, that's kind of spot on, actually. Well, thanks. Thanks for agreeing with me. <laughs> We got to go to the break, and uh, I got a read to do, and we're coming up on 9 o'clock. Again, Tim Healy will join us to talk Mets. I will keep sprinkling in baseball conversation, signings. Uh, last night we had the conversation about Aaron Hicks signing with the Angels, and uh, we'll, we'll get back into that conversation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.